Buckle up, excellence junkies, because this podcast is definitely for you. Welcome to Rocket Fuel. Do you wish that you could surround yourself with people that love to kick ass just like you? Well, come to my party, baby, and meet some of the brightest stars in the entrepreneurial galaxy because it is my mission to give these entrepreneurs a platform to declare what they are on this planet to accomplish and to show you why they are rocket fuel. Woo! And we're live! Oh. And we're live! Hey, Wanda! <laughs> hey, hey! Hey, hey guys! Hey. Rocketeers, you guys need to listen to this episode because if you're a business owner, I want to ask you, have you ever been in a situation where you worked really hard to deliver good service, good service, a good product to somebody and they didn't pay for it, right? You have an invoice, you have a bill that's gone 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. It could be six months, a year. Now it gets really uncomfortable to start asking for the money. And this is something that commonly makes people cringe. But our expert today is about to explain to us the sale isn't done unless the money is in the bank. Well, actually, D, you have the right way to say it. Tell us what is exactly you're saying, your motto. My saying is, so first of all, let me say this. Good afternoon to, to your, to your <laughs> fabric sisters around the world. So the saying is, collect the cash. The sale is not complete until the money's in the bank, but you must collect it first. Ooh, devoted. Hey, 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 Wanda. Wanda, 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 what's going she, on? <laughs> oh, man, she is the author of Collect the Cash. And this is really interesting because deep, this is a problem, but it's kind of a problem we don't like to talk about. Now, the whole, and I apologize, because I know you've lived and breathed this, like you're a pro at this, but I'm going to represent, I'm going to represent average business owner. We don't like talking about accounts receivable. Listen, we don't like, listen, yeah. listen, let me, let, me, let me help you, Wanda. Listen, <laughs> I know y'all don't like talking about it. That's why I'm here. Because, and I, listen, I know, listen, I'm so glad. First of all, let me tell you, first of all, let me say thank you to you and Rocket Fuel for having me on the show. Number one. Number two, I know that talking about people that owe you money, problems with money, orders that go wrong, services does that don't go wrong. All the things. Most people would rather get a root canal than have to go say, say, I'm getting a rash. I'm getting a rash. Right, you're getting a rash. I I need a root canal. I got hives. All the things. They would rather not do that because, first of all, there's thought about if I do business with you, meaning we agree that, okay, I'm going to sell you 10 sets of sneakers. You're going to sorry. I ordered 10 sets of sneakers. Uh You said, I'm going to deliver 10 sets of sneakers. Uh Then I I get the order and I only have eight. Mm. Well, that's a problem because you and I agreed that I went on your site. I ordered 10 sets of sneakers. You said, yes, I can deliver you 10 sets of sneakers to your address, whatever. Mm -hmm. Boom. I get my order. First question. Hey, Wanda, I ordered 10 sets of sneakers. I only got eight. Uh Ooh. Well... Here we go. What happened was... Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> because in business, product-based, service-based, everybody has one of those what had happened was. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. When you get to the what had happened was, that means that somewhere in the sales journey, the invoice journey, the product journey, the deliverable, something went wrong. It's no different than when you were a kid 
and your mother came in and asked you that question. Hey, Wanda, what happened to the, and you dot, dot. Well, mom, here we go. What had happened was, she, and, she, and listen, if she's old never. school, mom. I, I never all, said that. You, right, okay. So you are the one kid out of all the rest of us who never had that drama. The rest of us had to stand here and come up. Mom, oh, what no. had happened was, and then, you know, this, you had to learn to get that story straight real quick. Well, in business, when you have the what happened was story, usually it means there was a breakdown in the process. So for example, back to the sneaker story, because hopefully everybody, if you, okay, here's the thing. Yeah. If you don't wear sneakers, substitute sneakers for shoes. Substitute <laughs> stilettos. <it> for, <laughs> stilettos, whatever you wear. The point yeah. is that when you have, if you ordered something from a customer and mm -hmm. you expected that when you placed the order, you hit the button, you swiped your credit card, you expected to get what you ordered. Mm -hmm. When it's short, that's the first part of this recovering issues. Yeah. So what I want to throw out here, because so in this situation, the assumption is that, OK, the customer didn't pay because there was a like a gap. Right. There was a problem with delivering something, et cetera. Right. So I want to kind of help somebody understand that also can happen with a service, mm -hmm. but it's actually kind of harder to figure out. Right. Like with sneakers, you know, like, oh, eight were shipped, 10 weren't, et cetera. But for example, when a customer has a perspective of like what they're supposed to receive from a service mm -hmm. and they feel like it was quote unquote incomplete that could affect them paying the invoice as well Absolutely. and right. that's harder and it takes that digging into it to understand now on the flip side for us as the business owner um we may just be like what the heck they didn't pay Right. And I will say when you're on the small business side of things, there's a large percentage of small businesses where like we're a little angst about like bringing in the money. Right. It, like yeah. if somebody doesn't pay, the primary thing that we're thinking about is, crap, I didn't get paid. Right. The primary thing is not, oh, did the customer perceive it to be incomplete? Right. Either right. it was incomplete or perceived it to be incomplete. So I just want to kind of bring that up because a lot of businesses may not have like a physical product. But in this particular situation, like something was missing. Right. And, right. and, that, um, right. and something. Yeah, definitely. Something was missing. So I was using the sneaker example because for product. But OK, if it's OK, so we'll flip the script and flip it to service space. Let's say you ordered painting. Let's say you have you plan to get some painting done at your home. Yeah. Person comes out. And they have a conversation with you. They usually, if, if I'm getting this correct, they usually have a conversation. Then they'll come in, they'll do a, a walk around. They'll start to ask you some questions. They'll put together what's called a quote. You might tell them, okay, I have the paints already. Yeah. And then what's the cost? And then what's, how, you know, how much is it going to cost me? How much time, et cetera, et cetera. And so when you go through all that, you sign the agreement, you give them the deposit, you go get the paint, you get the sheet, the, all the things, and you're expecting them to do what you agreed upon. Yeah, when, you're all done, you go, and then all of a sudden you're kind of waiting for to get paid. Right. And then so when something, so when things break down in business, that's the, my, of the three things I talk about, problem solving is the first one. And for small business owners, here's the thing. You can relate to this because when you started your business, you started your business because you wanted to solve a problem. I jokingly say it this way, when you were out and about having chicken wings, a beer, a shot of tequila, whatever you were doing, you had this brilliant idea that, hey, what I do can solve a problem. I can make a difference. I can make a difference in a dollar. So when I talk about collecting the cash, when you run into a problem, I say you basically have to reverse engineer it and go, okay, I'm looking at my invoices and I didn't get paid. 
So that's mm -hmm. the first problem I got to answer the question. Wait, why didn't I get paid? Yeah. Number two, did I submit it in a proper invoice, meaning all the information that's required on the invoice, and did I send it to the right person? Mm -hmm. whether it's a physical person or electronically, one of yeah. the two. And then did I follow up to make sure that everything happened on the mm -hmm. invoice? Meaning if I ordered sneakers or I ordered a paint service, whatever it was, when you're not paid for your service or your product, the first thing is problem solving. You're basically reverse engineering means going backwards. It's starting yeah. with the fact that I have an invoice, it's not paid. Mm -hmm. Question number one, why? Question yeah. number two, who did I submit this invoice to? Go ahead. Yeah, no, well, I, well what I was gonna say is like, we could get deep in this, but I know that you put together a resource that really helps people with this. So what I wanna focus on is not the logistics, but the inspiration guys, because this is good stuff that D has. I mean, you've, you've been doing this for how long? Over 10 years. Over 10 years, you've been helping businesses, small and large in, mm -hmm. in actually recovering unpaid invoices. Before I ask you a little bit more about that, what I do want to say is that right now for you guys, for you Rocketeers that are listening, that are intrigued by this, right? This resonates with you because you have seen, you know, that there are unpaid invoices and you kind of want some guidance on like, how do I do this the right way? One, to be successful, right? To be successful yes. at actually recovering the money that is owed to you, but two, to actually still maintain the relationships. I mean, a lot of times the reason why we don't ask is because we're like, oh, we don't want to ruffle things up. You know, maybe they're going to complain about us to other people, but really you're, if you have delivered, you're just trying to figure out how you can get paid with that. So let's just focus on first how you can get this resource. Cause you know, every single episode we have a catch word. The point of offering this catch word is because we can't go into the weeds at during oh, a sure, small sure. 30 minute episode. You know, I'm telling the audience, I'm like, I know they want, I will know they want to know. Right. But <laughs> so no I ask, I ask the experts to say, come on, give us something that we can do after this, right? So this is the thing. So Dee put together a great resource called What Happened Was. Now, if you're watching this on video, you can laugh, yes, because it is a green PDF. And because I have a green screen, you can see through it. And that's what it is. If you're listening on the podcast, you don't know what what's going on, but watch this on YouTube so you can see, right? But the piece is called well, what happened was, and it's really three keys to collecting the cash, right? To collecting those unpaid invoices and still maintaining those strong customer relationships. And so the way you're able to receive this immediately right now, if you're in the U.S., you could text RF for Rocket Fuel dash collect, C-O-L-L-E-C-T to 411321, right? The phone number is 411321. The message is RF dash collect, all one word, no spaces. And of course, provide your email address if we ask for it, because that's how we're able to send you this PDF so that you could start actually looking at some of these unpaid invoices and start using some of the principles that Dee's going to talk about, right? So that's important if you are a lovely person listening internationally, the principles are the same, right? But you have to text the plus one nine zero nine seven four one one three two one. The message will still be RF dash collect. Make sure to provide your email address and you're going to get this PDF. So now we're going to talk about where, why we should listen to you, first of all. <laughs> You've been doing this for 10 years. You've I've been, been helping business. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about why you've been doing this for organizations in accounts receivable receivable but but now you actually help companies create systems that allow them to do this effectively so tell me about that transition 
Well, if it's okay with you, can I tell the story of how I got here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So once upon a time in a land far, far away called Boston, where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> Love Boston. Hey, Boston. So seriously, it's been about 15 years. But anyway, I, was, I, was first, I used to work for a small company outside of Boston where I'm originally from. You know how it is when you get hired for a company? They say, welcome aboard. Here's your cubicle. I uh -huh. jokingly say, here's your cubicle. Here's your box. And here's your plant. This company, there's a small company. We're talking less than 100 people. They were in mm -hmm. IT. They had $8 million in outstanding receivables, which is how this entire journey started. What? $8 yeah. million? Yes. Holy canola. Okay. Yeah, that part. They had Woo. eight. So, so they had $8 million. I, I want $8 million in <laughs> I listen. I want eight. I listen. I want $8 million, I want $800. I want $80,000. I want $8. I want $8. I want some part of the eight process. So listen. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yes. So I get hired. So here's the part y'all need to understand. I was a part-time collector. I worked Monday through Friday, four to eight. Mm. So I'm at my cubicle. They gave me this list and they say, we, you know, they have a collections team. Now I'm working for a, a small business. So, so my small business owners, this is why this is so important, which is why the collected cash process came about. I work for this company. I sit in my cubicle. They gave me the list. And I'm like, y'all had $8 million? and outstanding receivables. So that means they sold IT services, software licenses, all the things on the product side. Wow. All these services were sold, but they hadn't gotten paid. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a believer, so I had a short conversation with God. Me and God talked, and when I got <laughs> quiet, what came up was that in order to do business-to-business -business collections, you have to learn how to problem solve, you have to learn to do customer service, and the secret sauce is gratitude. So those three things that Wanda referred to earlier, that's where this came from. This is the story, this is my personal, journey. And so after I collect $6 million in 60 days while working part-time, the CEO of the company says, listen, we need to have a conversation. Everybody come downstairs. We've made an executive decision. We closed the company. 100 people lose their jobs, including me, two months before Christmas. And so you collected $6 million. Absolutely. Oh, it was too late. Exactly. And that is why the journey of collect the cash, that's where the journey of collect the cash got born. But here's what's funny, Wanda. I didn't know that 15 years ago, because you know how it is. I don't know if you've had those, but I was, to, the, to the small business owners who are listening, I don't know if you've ever had one of those life changing moments that you're like, it, you, even though you went through it and you got on the other side of it, but it never left you. That's mm -hmm. why I, that's what collect the cash is all about. This is about me working for a small business that wanted to do good. And 100 people's lives were turned upside down two months before Christmas. Mm. Now, Something that forward, was totally preventable. Exactly. Now, fast forward to 2020. We just, now it's, I'm saying today is August of 2021. But uh -huh. last year we watched, okay, let's talk about business. We watched major companies, small companies, restaurants, all kinds of things, all kinds of businesses stop. I'll give you an example for small business owners. Broadway is a business. Yeah. Huge. Yeah business yeah and you know that all of the theaters in on broadway were closed mm -hmm. i contend that there were small business owners that probably had contracts to provide merchandise food all the things to the theaters and they weren't able to mm -hmm. imagine them having imagine them having products they're planning on bringing their products to, to the theater can't sell them imagine they've already had these contracts or agreements can't invoice can't get paid Cash flow is impacted, all the things. So you've got to look at that and go, okay, that's a huge problem in my business. That's affecting my revenue. That's affecting my cash flow. 
I don't get to do customer service because I can't even go back and find out what had happened was, and I really don't get to express any gratitude because I ain't got paid. <laughs> that part. Yeah. That part. So this story for today was birthed out of my personal journey. And then mm -hmm. I watched in sadness last year because I'm thinking about my own personal story. And then I'm looking, thinking about all the business owners, the small ones in particular, who, you know what it takes to finally get the, the courage to go after your dream and then to go pitch your services, to get a contract, to get your agreement, to say, I'm going to sell this, do this, whatever. And then, yeah. And it's not just you. Usually if, if it's you and a team, that means you didn't get paid, which means you can't make payroll. It's all those things. Yeah. That's so this is, but people say, man, you're really passionate about this. I am because I lived this. This, I didn't, this is not, yeah. this is not one of them textbook stories. This is D. Bowden's personal journey. Yeah. Right? And, and you saw what happened when right. it wasn't proactively addressed and it didn't matter. So you're like working your butt off to recover it. And guess what? it went too far. It was too late. They got that money, but they should have had a system that addressed it way earlier. That, I right. mean, it totally makes sense. So, I mean, give me an example. Let's say everything was right. Product was great. I mean, they even said like, man, this is fantastic. I love these sneakers or man, I love this service or, or whatever. Right. And then you're like waiting and waiting and waiting. You still don't get paid and the anxiety comes up and you're like, okay, I don't want to wreck customer relationships. Yep. How do I ask for this money? Like you're telling me that I'm supposed to express gratitude. Yeah. No. Can you help me understand, I, I, for I example, be, that situation? Sure. Like, how do I, how do I kind of reset my brain before sure. I like pick up the phone, email? Like, actually, what should I do? Should I pick up the phone? Should I email? Should I like, what's your experience? Great question. So what I recommend you do is this, when you are looking at your invoice and you realize you haven't gotten paid, step one, take a deep breath. You got, you got to prepare yourself because if you, th you think about it, you have to kind of, here's a great analogy. If you're a sports fan, you'll love this. Your favorite sports player gets into the zone before they go to, a, they go to game, they go to play. In the same vein, you have to get into the, what I call the collection zone. So you've got to take a deep breath, seriously, mm. because you're already hyped about the fact you haven't gotten paid. So you've got to calm your brain down so that you can actually prepare to have a conversation. Number two, Find your invoice, pull your invoice. Number three, you need to reach out to the person that you submitted the invoice to and have a conversation, kind of like this. Hi, this is D from X company. May I speak with so-and-so in accounts payable, please? Pause, let the person come on the phone. Hi, Sally, this is D. Hey, how are you? Da, 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 da. Start the conversation before you go in and start asking for the money. Wow. Yeah. Right, exactly, <laughs> that part you're going to, you have to establish a sense of connection, that part. Then, okay, I'm calling about account number, blah, 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 and invoice number, blah, blah, blah. Can you do me a favor, please, and pull it up on the screen? I'm uh, talking about this, assuming that most people do this electronically. You might mm -hmm. have somebody who does it old school and they still got a file and a piece of paper, mm -hmm. but regardless, you need to confirm that they received it. Right, and if right. they come back to you and they say, well, D, you know what? We didn't get it you need to take a moment and say, can you confirm what email address I was supposed to send it to, please? Because let's say you made a mistake. We all make data entry. Yeah, entry. yeah. Confirm your information because you're reading it and you're like, oh, I forgot the .com. I sent it to .biz or .net or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it never comes there. Yeah. Then you're, then you're upset because you haven't gotten paid, but you didn't confirm that your information was correct. 
that's a part of business. You just like this is no different than when you're on the phone when you call into certain companies. They do confirmation. Is your name D Bowden? Yes. Do you live at such and such address? What's your date of birth? What's your the last four of your social security number? Your this, that, and the third. The point is they're going through a checklist to confirm that all the information are concerning you is correct before they move into customer service. Well, you have to do the same thing concerning your invoice. Mm. I hope this is making sense. Yeah, no, it, it definitely makes sense. And, and so I'm going to throw out a couple different scenarios, you know, sure. trying to think of like who's listening here. So, so obviously you have, that's like a good situation, especially when your client may be like a corporate client, right? So, so Our obviously client. you're, you're not thinking the person you're speaking to isn't the one who's really paying though. And I think that that's a difference, right? It, because I know from my perspective, I can have anxiety and then call like a company's accounts payable, for example. And it's a little different vibe because I knew that, I know that D picking up the phone, she's not the one that owes me money. It's like the entity and D's gonna try and figure out, like D wasn't the one going like, <laughs> I'm not gonna pay, right? right? Now, on the flip side, when you actually have to pick up the phone, and actually speak to the person that hasn't paid, right? And I'm going to bring it down to probably the most volatile situation where you're the owner who's not, because thankfully I have an accounts payable person. So that I have a person that usually is dealing with those things, but right. But if I'm, I'm the one picking up the phone and I have to be the one to like talk to Jane or John who like, you know, we have a relationship and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden we notice like we didn't get paid and, and then they're, they actually have to tell us the story and like, how can we kind of resolve that? Now, obviously I thinking breathing and going through that whole customer service kind of approach is good. How do I express gratitude? Like when well, I'm like, shit, I didn't get paid. Right. Well, the, grat <laughs> the, the gratitude piece is at the end of it. So to answer your question, okay. If you're the owner of the company and you have to make the phone call, number one, you're trying to get to resolution. Why didn't I get paid? And I said to, I made the suggestion to breathe first because if you are hyped and you're high energy, mm -hmm. it, your tone might come across incorrectly and that's not what you're intending. You're just trying to get to the bottom of it. But if you're hyped and it's all a bunch of money, you might say something you regret and then you're worried about messing up the relationship later because you didn't take a moment to just catch yourself and go, okay, so one. Yeah. Number two, if you are the business owner picking up the phone and you have to speak to the people who owe you money, you are doing the very, very first thing. You're doing problem solving one way or another, whether, whether you do this small conversation first or you just go in, you ask directly. You're looking for a resolution. What happened? Why didn't I get paid? And I teach that you need to ask the question of what happened and take notes, because if you made a mistake, taking ownership and acknowledging that the mistake was made and doing, doing what I call course correction, which is basically fixing it, because we all make mistakes in business. Yeah. And business is based on relationships. And even when you don't, you have the best relationships. But if you don't acknowledge that something went wrong, you don't even get a chance to fix it. Yeah. And in the world we live in today, I jokingly say we everybody's so concerned about their brand and their reputation. It takes 30 seconds or less for somebody to go do a, a Facebook Live, an Instagram story or reel and blast all the work that you've created mm -hmm. because something didn't get resolved correctly. There's something I'm old school. I really do believe in having a conversation. I believe that you can, as a business owner, whether you're small, medium or large, sometimes things can be resolved by a simple phone call. Yeah. You can you have five minutes? Can we talk this through? Because maybe I misunderstood. And then you want to find out, okay, who has the invoice? Where is it? And is here's the other thing. Is there anything on our side that we forgot to do? 
mm-hmm. and take ownership for that. And if you made a mistake, acknowledge it, apologize for it, fix it. Yeah. That's problem solving. Now, what if you did everything right? They're really ghosting you. Like they're really like not paying you and everything. Okay, if, you- if they've ghosted you or not, they're not paying you. First of all, so first question, did you follow up? Because if you are tracking all of your accounts, you would know when you submitted your invoice to them, when was the invoice supposed to get paid? Whatever date it was. Did you follow up? What happened when you followed up? Did they ignore your phone call? Did they ignore your email? What happened? You have to track all those things. Secondly, if they ghosted you, that's a problem because that means number one, there's a breach. I'm going to assume there's a breach of contract. Number three, you have to go ahead and start the process of number one, have I just been ghosted? Meaning I just lost this money and recognize that that happens in business. Mm. It, It isn't right. It isn't fair, but it's a part of life. It does happen. But if you've done all the things correctly and you can document that you've done it because you can, I'm, I'm not a legal person. So I don't, I'm, people say, oh, do you recommend going to court? If you feel that going to, so let's say to smallest claims court or going to talk to a collections attorney is worth your investment, he or she's going to ask you for all the documents. They're going to ask you, what did you do to do the problem solving that I was talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. That part. Now, customer service in this piece is hard because you're like, well, I provided my service. I provided my product. I expected you to pay me and you ghosted me. And I understand you're like, I'm not even hearing you on gratitude. I understand that. My gratitude, (laughs) no, I get it. My gratitude piece is more on the end, was on the end of the conversation when things went well, meaning Mm -hmm. you were able to solve the problem. The customer service experience went well. You can thank them for that. And then you know that the money, the check is coming. You have check number, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be cut on this date. Mm -hmm. Now, in business, you do get ghosted sometimes. It happens. Now, the thing is you have to, as a part of your business, you have to be prepared for that. Now, legally, of course, you have an attorney. I would be gathering all your documents and going to talk to him or her and saying, this is my contract. This is the service we provided. These were the, the things we said we were going to do. We did them. We can prove we did this. And I need to turn it over to you because I don't know how to respond to this. And I need legal advice on what to do next. Right, right. That and was- that's, I mean, and that's a lot. Now, obviously, if you have a big, big invoice, then that makes sense. But to your point, I mean, sometimes you're going to have a smaller invoice and it's just going to happen. But when you did say gratitude, I do envision like if you finally get on the phone with somebody and everything is right. You did the problem solving. You figured out that you did deliver everything and you kind of ask them the what had happened, you know, and they're just like, sorry, things are really tough. And, you know, I'm behind on my bills and whatever. My assumption is that at that point, what's helpful is even just like kind of learning from you is first of all, to not be in an attack mode, or really it's more a desperation mode, right? Like once you get yourself out of desperation mode, then you could even help them start problem solving and figure out, okay, well, let's see how can we kind of get ourselves back on track. And I'm being, I'm trying to be a good D student and to say, okay, well, I thank you so much for explaining this situation that helps us figure out like what we can do together to keep continue to, to work together or, or exactly. whatever. And that's, a, and that's a perfect example, Wanda, because here's the thing. If you get on the phone with a, okay, I can tell you this personally. If you get on the phone with a client who says, I don't have all the money right now. I'm mm-hmm. again, I'm old school. I believe in partial payments. Mm-hmm. If you owe me $10,000. I know I use large numbers, but like, okay, if we can make mm-hmm. it $1,000. Yeah. You could say this, we had an agreement for $1,000. I delivered this, 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 and this. And I understand you're not, you're not able to meet the financial obligation. You can't pay me in simple English. Okay, mm-hmm. what can you do? Yeah. 
and then offer and then pause and offer them a chance to say, you know what, you know what, D, okay, you know what, you're right. I don't have a thousand dollars. I got two fifty. All right, will you and give them a chance to say, will you accept this? Or you tell them, I will accept this because number one, you don't have to ruin the relationship. Number one, number two, you can do a partial payment. Number three, you document that. Yeah. An email that says, "Hi, Wanda. This is D. Per our conversation today, we discussed you owe me a thousand dollars. You don't have it. You agreed to pay me two fifty on today. We'll do. I'll do a payment plan of two fifty this date, this date, yeah. this date, and this date. Signed, D. Send it to them, and you copy yourself so that you have proof that it was done. Now, and then here's the thing: you're doing what's called goodwill. In yeah, this. yeah, yeah. That part." Yeah, I love it. Well, obviously, we could go on and on about this. We're running out of time. Okay. Adi, I want to thank you so much for explaining this. I think this is it's a hard conversation to have. It's something that it's a lot more fun to work on your marketing and bringing business and doing all the things and then like asking for the money. It's like, you know, and but it's an important part. And obviously, your experience of working so hard for one company and for it to be too late, and it really wound up being, you know, a major part of their demise because they didn't. I think it's important for us to kind of hear that and, and understand. And so I want to offer the audience the last opportunity to really text for this resource. It's going to allow you to kind of sit with Dee's been talking about. And I actually invite you to go through some of those open invoices, take one, go through the process and see if it works. But really, they're beauty and systems, right? And yes. clearly, Dee is a systems lady, right? She talks about the step one, step two, step three. You don't have to deal with accounts receivable, you know, situations yourself. If you have a good system, you could have other people do it. You, D, you mentioned that you were part-time in offering that as an employee. But first, I'm just going to say, guys, text RF-collect, okay, to 411321. You're going to receive this great resource that gives you these three keys on how to start collecting that cash. It'll also give you the opportunity to gain access to other resources that may improve your cash flow through really what I like to say is like customer-centric revenue recovery, right? That's that's what you're talking about. Instead of it being like, me, 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 I need my money. If you start just switching your brain and teaching other people, the people that are calling people on behalf of your business to switch the way they approach things, I can imagine you're going to have a lot more success. And for the, the international folks, please text to plus one nine zero nine seven four one one three two one. The catch word is RF dash collect all one word, no spaces, and make sure to provide your email address. So Dee, thank you so much. It's clearly super important. Can you just give us a summary as to how you currently you know, support people today? I know that you have the book. So guys, get Collect the Cash. And how else are you currently supporting businesses? You know what? Great question, Wanda. So one of the ways to support people is that there's a book called Collect the Cash. The second thing is actually there's an actual tracker, the tracker that we, did, we didn't get to talk about today, but there's an actual tracker that actually teaches you how to go through this and set up all of your accounts, figure out what's current, what's 30 days past due, 60 days past due, 90 nice. days past due. Is no. that at Collect the Cash? Mm -hmm. biz? Yeah. Excellent. Yep. That's there. And the last way I support you is that if, like Wanda said, if you are a business, a small business owner, outstanding invoices, and you're like, what did she say about those three things? Or I'm stuck. <laughs> Schedule a call. Let's talk about it. Because here's the thing. Sometimes just getting on the phone and saying, I'm frustrated. I've got this invoice and I don't know what to do. And I don't yeah. want to say something or do something I'm going to regret mm -hmm. later. 
don't before you go there schedule a call with me and let's let's talk about it because there's probably one or two things i can do to help you with that yeah and what i'll say too actually which was uh, very kind of you at the end of this piece um d actually gives you the opportunity to schedule a call like right on her calendar which is great right instead of just kind of going on the website or emailing you get a slot right on her calendar and kind of talk through okay well this was my experience when i was kind of going through the process or this is what my struggle is and such my understanding is also you're kind of working on putting together some workshops and, and, you know, some consulting opportunities. So just stay connected with D if this is something that you know is a problem or you mm -hmm. sense could be a problem, right? If you're actually starting to make some really, really good revenue and you're not touching the accounts receivable, you know, situation, you may be missing out on the fact that money is being left on the table and you may not want those people to wreck the relationships that you've built with your clients. So yeah. putting together, like getting together with experts, because remember I say experts, leveraging experts is rocket fuel. That's going to allow you to actually make that a really smooth process and maintain relationships. So with that being said, thank you so much, D. I you, really, Wanda. really appreciate you like blessing us with all that great information. I know you have so much more to give and to you Rocketeers listening, I hope that you have a rockin' day. All right, bye now. Oh yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Look, every one of our episodes is boosted by a value-packed keyword called a catchword, yeah. This allows our audiences to text to receive even more value from our guests. So take advantage of that great value. And if you share your expertise by guesting on podcasts or TV or speaking in front of live or digital audiences, then you're leaving anonymous fans behind. So go get a catchword at catchwords.com, K-E-T-C-H words.com and use podcast20 as a promo code for 20% off your setup fee. Look, make sure to rate review and subscribe the rocket fuel podcast so you never miss your jolt of rocket fuel until next time adios